guys, I'm Ashley. And I'm Rachel. We're just two friends with trauma that can't afford therapy. Join us as we explore the weird, heavy, taboo, and lighthearted. And everything in between. We are Currently Currently Anxious. Before we dive in, Currently Anxious is for adults only, and our episodes may contain material that is hard for some listeners. Please review the episode description for more details. Okay, we're recording oh we're doing the f- we're playing the feud oh we're playing the feud <laughs> which host do you most relate to from the family feud what i think like steve harvey richard richard dawson dawson yeah the Dude, only one guy, i really remember is steve harvey that guy kissed everyone on the mouth oh that's right he i sure do did that guy. yeah he's creepy as hell huh you relate yeah, the most to him Kissing Kissing everybody on on the the mouth. mouth. Kiss for good luck, and then he goes in. (laughs) Anyway, so fun fact: um, when Corey was in the hospital, he just watched Family Feud on repeat all day long. There's there's this channel called Buzzer, and it just shows like plays a bunch of old game game shows. shows. I like that, and so it was literally just like Family Feud all day. I love constantly, and so when I was toying around with a tattoo. I thought about getting like a Mount Rushmore, but with all the different host faces from Family Feud. <laughs> that was at one point something I thought about getting. I like that. That's good. I could see that. I was not in a good place at that point, I don't think. I don't think any of us are in general, so that's fine. I think I'd like to get that as a tramp stamp. I think that's along oh, yeah, my I lines was, of I was where do I'm it. at. I was going to do it on my butt. That was what I was going to do. Beautiful. Yeah. That's a big tattoo to put on your butt. Yeah. It's like a whole butt piece. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so who would go on which cheeks? Right, so two and two, no? Because it's four people, so two and two. two on. Yeah, but cheek. like in what order? Ooh, like, it really chronological. Matter? I don't remember the middle two's names right now, but like Richard Dawson, whatever at the front, and then Steve Harvey at the end. <laughs> I this feels like you a guys, sexual journey you guys, for I you. I didn't put a lot of thought into it. It was just something I was like, that would be funny because I watched four hundred hours of fucking Family Feud in the hospital. <laughs> that feels good. I like that. <laughs> so. <laughs> So there's this is where we're at. That's where our mental health is today, you guys. I've already been very clear that I am unwell. <laughs> How the fuck are we going to start off this episode? <laughs> I don't know. It'll be fine. It'll oh, be fine. goodness. Hi, friends. Hi. How are we all doing today? I'm hanging in there. Scale of know? one to ten. I'm going to say a seven. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm not horrible. That's pretty good. I'm not I'm not in like a really bad place. I was the other day, but like I don't know. I just feel like the more I go in life, the more I'm like whatever. Nothing matters. Nothing matters. Everything I do is just like it just doesn't matter. Nobody cares what I'm doing. And that's what I keep trying to tell myself is like more people are thinking about themselves and the like constant cycle they're thinking in their head than about me. So like nothing matters. I mean, I think about you a lot. I'm going to stop. <laughs> Almost constantly. You're lying. <laughs> if you didn't respond to me swinging my strap on around, you don't think about me enough. I didn't know what to say. You could have put like, you never take me dancing. 
I'll keep that in mind. Next time I get a strap on snap from anybody, that's what I'm saying back. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> um, Megan, how are you doing over there? A scale of one to ten. Yeah. Well, we had a, a computer issue, so I went we from did. a solid like six. Like I was doing pretty good. And now I'm sitting at a like a one and a half. Jesus. Oh my god, that's a real dive. Plummeted. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your honesty. <laughs> Rach? Um, I'm unwell. I took Xanax today. <laughs> I am unwell. If you need it, you need it, baby. Yeah, just a half of one. So, uh, yeah, just a weird day. I don't even know why. I mean, I do know why. But <laughs> yeah. But some, th- some days it just peaks like that. Anxiety yeah. so bizarre yeah. that you just never know. And I think, I think part of it is... This is going to sound weird because it's exciting. Yeah. We're recording the last couple episodes of the season today. I know. We're going to wrap. Like, that's amazing. We've created something start to finish. But I think that's also why I'm in a weird mood. That that makes sense. Because I don't know. I don't know. Not having this weekly is going to be weird for a minute. I'm going to be sad. Yeah. Who am I going to talk to? <laughs> I'm not going to talk to anybody. <laughs> Um, after we are done, you will not hear from me. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm going to go ass. into hiding. <laughs> Don't you kick my ass, care. sea bass. I will. There's, di- there's direct flights from Mesa to Fargo. We can go get her. I'm fine with that. They're like $30 on Allegiant, so it's fine. See? There we just go. can't bring a bag. What? You can't bring any bag? Or it's like another $100. That's how they get like you. Like not even a bag, like a carry-on I don't bag? Know, like a purse. Like I was trying to come to you guys. Like I couldn't fucking bring anything. You said you were ghosting us. Well, no, like when I was back in the day when we were all friends. Oh, when you, know? you loved us when more? We were all when you friends. loved us more? Got it. Fuck, we are all not in great places right now. <laughs> Y'all in for a while. And this is going to be a wonderful topic to go into while oh, we're for all sure. not doing well. For we're sure. going to talk about body images. Yeah. So if everyone's just ready to hear three women self-deprecate um, themselves for yep. an hour, you've come to the right place. This is facts. Uh. So... Let's get into it. <laughs> Should we start with some super fun statistics that I Perfect. have? Perfect. I have a great one. You know I fucking love statistics over here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to rattle them off that I have here. So 30 million Americans live with an eating disorder. So that's a lot. That is a lot. That's a lot. The This I thought was interesting. The median age for a binge eating eating disorder is 21. Honestly, that feels pretty right. And the the median age for anorexia or bulimia is 18, which I thought made a lot of sense. Because of high school and stuff? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh Uh-huh. That's fair. And then the I found the statistic on dosomething.org that 91% of women are unhappy with their bodies, and only about 5% of women naturally possess the body type portrayed in media. How much? 5% of women naturally possess the body type portrayed in media. 5%. I, I will say, I feel like it's it's gotten a little bit more, like, broad as, as far as, like, what is in the media. Right. Which is great, but it's not going fast enough for, like, all of us, you know? Right. Right. And then only 10% of people suffering from eating disorders actually seek professional help. Wow. Yeah. Doesn't that feel good? No. Doesn't feel good at all to me either. (laughs) Those are my fun statistics. I've got quite a few. 
Um, so let's see. Want to start with the binge worst eating? One. Well, not okay. I don't know. I just have a bunch, but yeah. binge eating happens to be the most common eating disorder in America, which I kind of thought was weird because when I think of eating disorders, the first thing I think of is like Starving anorexia yep. and bulimia. Those are like the few that I think of. Uh, I agree, though. When you think of an eating disorder, you think of someone that doesn't eat, right, and is skinny yeah exactly but that's not always the case and i just don't think of the opposite end of it which i think is a lot it's obviously a lot more of it which Mm -hmm. they don't and i think a lot of it has to do with media and movies and like degrassi i used to watch that constantly and that was always anorexia bulimia that kind of stuff so i don't know i think it's similar i mean when you think of ways to cope Mm -hmm. with things binge drinking yeah so why wouldn't it be binge eating? That's true. You know? And then obviously sometimes you I have need more comfort than one. Food. I'm sad. Right. I'm going to eat cookies for dinner. Yeah. Did that a couple weeks ago. That's totally fine. I eat ice cream for dinner all the time. Right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, when you really stop and think about the realities of life, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I agree. And that one, um, they said that binge eating is equal between women and men. So it's not oh, okay. like one's higher than the other. Um, but 9% of people worldwide are binge eaters. Oh. Which didn't feel like a lot, but worldwide, that feels like that's a lot. lot. I mean, that's a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and then I thought it was interesting that different communities have like different eating disorders i guess so in black teenagers there's they're 50 more 50 percent more likely to exhibit bulimic behavior interesting and then asian americans are more likely to restrict their food which feels right because they're very like i feel like they restrict a lot of things they're very strict people i feel like asians are in their families at least um gay men are 12 times more likely to binge and purge oh uh, 32% of transgender people use an eating disorder to modify their bodies without hormones, which that is makes totally a lot fair. Of sense. Yeah. yeah. And then um, 20 to 30% of adults with an eating disorder have autism. Interesting. Yeah. That is a very interesting statistic. Right. Yeah. You don't know where you got those, do you? Fuck no, I don't. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. I'll figure it out later. That one's really interesting, though. Yeah. I would have never made that. I In my life, I would have never made the correlation between autism and eating disorders yeah um there was a survey of three thousand female veterans and all of them said that they had symptoms of eating disorder after being in the military okay so there's there's just a bunch of them a bunch of different groups of people who have different types of eating disorders i guess but Hmm. well who wants to talk about theirs first yay I guess I can go first. Okay. Do I was it, like, Megan. are any of us going to volunteer? Are we going to have to like rock, paper, scissors for it? So, okay, Megan, what you got for us? Safe space. Yeah, safe space. So, obviously, well, I mean, it's not obvious, but like I've struggled with um, my weight through my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was born, I was literally born with asthma from the very get go. Oh, wow. And because of that, when I was younger, my asthma was so bad that I couldn't get nutrients. So I was Mm. super, super fucking thin for like the first, I'd say, six years of my life because I just couldn't, I couldn't breathe, so I couldn't eat. However, when I was eight, I was put on a new asthma medicine that had the severe side effect of weight gain 
Love it. So around eight years old, I started to really chunk up. And that's when the bullying started. Uh Around that time as well, like my parents got divorced. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's the... That's the age when kids start to get the meanest, too. Oh, for sure. I can't even count the like amount of times that I'd get in my mom's car and I had my glasses broken that day. Like, I had to get so many different sets of glasses wow. because kids just kept on fucking breaking them. At that time, we had Britney Spears, we had the Spice Girls, we yeah. had Christina Aguilera. Mm-hmm. And it was like looking at these CD covers and music videos is like, am I ever going to look like these people kind of a thing? Mm -hmm. So puberty hit. And so that's when it got real bad. Being fat shamed by teachers and students alike. Really cute stuff. (laughs) Really cute. I can't believe how some (laughs) teachers treat people, honestly. Like boundaries. (laughs) Like, don't say a lot of shit that you've said to people. I just don't understand. Or just let students do it. It's like, where's the compassion? Right. Yeah. So I'm sure that you guys can, like, relate to that. I guess in my, like, childhood through teenage years, I felt like fucking, like, clothes never fit me right. So I felt, automatically felt like I didn't belong. It's like, I can't even get wearing clothes right. Mm -hmm. Because I was in a friend group to where... like fashion was a huge thing Mm -hmm. like you need to have like the coolest t-shirts from Abercrombie and obviously Abercrombie doesn't fucking make yep they don't make anything above a large I truly can't even believe that you're talking about like a fashion group in North Dakota (laughs) (laughs) it's fucking insane isn't it (laughs) it's what's really fucky is that this group of friends that I had basically through childhood, through elementary school and middle school, I was born basically with a camera in my hand. Mm-hmm. So I always had a video camera on me and I'd bring it to sleepovers and I'd bring it wherever. And just a few years ago, I had all of that transferred to digital files. And I was going to go through and relive the wonder years of being with this group of friends, little did I know that like the stuff that I was filming was very damaging yeah. to me. Like mm. them making fun of me just to my face, to the camera. And it's like, first of all, the person who I am now, I'm like, fuck you guys. Right, yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely fuck you. So then I guess going into high school, I finally found a friend group that was not that friend group. And I will say that there was like a select few of these people from that original friend group that didn't fat shame me, Mm -hmm. but the majority did. But the new friend group that I found was like weirdos and theater people. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, we don't give a fuck what you look like. Just like come and hang out with us and have a good time. And so that's where everything sort of changed for me as far as body image, because I had a group of people surrounding me that was basically supportive of who I was as a person, not what I looked like. Right. And they had interests in my personality. And that was something very new. (laughs) And it wasn't just an outward shell of like, you need to look like this to fit in with this group. 
And then adulthood. And this is the biggest shift in focus for me, I think, for body issues Mm -hmm. is when I started getting tattooed. Oh, okay. And even talking about it now, the first huge tattoo I got was the Peter Baelish (laughs) portrait (laughs) on, on my leg. And I couldn't think of a better fucking way to start out my tattoo journey because basically he's a piece of shit little conniving bastard. And that's who I wanted to portray <laughs> myself as to the outside world. Okay. <laughs> like, d- don't get close to me. Like, fucking keep your distance. Yeah. But the more that I started adding to my body, the I almost have like a whole sleeve on my right arm. I started to love the skin I was in because it was permanent beauty Mm. and permanent art. And it made me, it makes me feel good. And I don't hate myself as much as I did all those years ago. And it's really been a, it's really been a journey to find me And where I fit in in the world of body image because we don't, I don't see a whole lot of people like who look like me in TV and movies. But at the same time, that's great because it makes me unique. Yeah. Ooh. Powerful. Powerful. (laughs) Do you guys ever think about our generation specifically and? how we we were this generation that grew up without technology like uh-huh. in our younger years yes. so and then you know all of a sudden we were the the generation that like had social media yep and how much of an impact that made for like the millennial generation you know I everyone think- likes to give us shit and say that the every bad thing that's happening in the yeah. world is because millennials but on the flip side of that like we went from those nostalgic, just running outside, playing, not having to think about what other people were doing, right. to all of a sudden portraying yourself in a way on your MySpace where your friends ranked you. Mm-hmm. They ranked you as like who was One close. Day. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, and what sort of fuckery did that do? Right. For our body image and our self worth yeah. and things like that. My thing is like when filters started. That that I think changed it. Everything changed it. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. You have a filter to make your face thinner, right. to get rid of a double chin, to change your hair color, to right. make your hair longer, to make your hair shorter. It's make you can get that smaller. instant gratification. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You get that instant gratification. Exactly. And it's like, I I look like that. And then when you go and you look in the mirror in the morning, it's like who the fuck is that? Yeah. I'd rather look like the filter. Oh, absolutely. I agree. For me, I feel like, and this is going to sound weird, I think, but like, I think I look like that filter. Mm. And then once I take a picture of me without a filter, I'm like, wait a minute. That's not what I'm seeing in the mirror. In the mirror, I'm seeing me with that filter. Interesting. And that's always been like my weird spot. So I, I have this weird like, confidence where I'm very confident and I think I'm sexy as fuck but like bitch you are (laughs) thank you but once but once I see something so me looking in this camera right now I'm like you look great awesome whatever but once I watch this back once it's filmed 
or when I see myself in pictures after the picture's taken, that's when the change happens for me. And I'm like, who is that fucking ugly fat bitch? Like, I don't understand where the disconnect happens for me because I'm literally seeing the exact same thing on this camera right now. But once I watch it back, I'm going to be like, oh, God, that looks horrible, which is why I literally always cover myself up. In almost every video we've had, I wear a a sweatshirt or I wear uh, something to cover myself. I have a pillow in front of me. Like, I. Yeah, this is my emotional support pillow that I've had. For every episode, there's pillows. Yeah, because I just feel like once I look at that back and other people are viewing that, I'm going to go, oh man, everyone sees this person that I didn't see until it's played back. And I don't know if that makes any sense. (laughs) Do you think that it could be that you're more critical? after the fact than in the moment maybe of what you look like maybe it's more so pictures than it is video for me but i don't know i don't know it's not great because i the term body dysmorphia right like a lot of people say it's like you look in a mirror and what you're seeing is not what or how do you explain that? What you actually look like right exactly but i when i look at myself in the mirror i'm like skinny Yes, love that. Then a picture's taken and I'm like, fat, not good. <laughs> Which doesn't make sense, right? It's like the opposite body dysmorphia, I think. Yeah. Right? I don't know. I I don't know. I All of these scenarios are making perfect sense to me, which okay. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> I have a lot of issues if they're all, so if all of them. Yeah. Because, like, you say, oh, I look good in the mirror. And then a pic- and same. So I've yeah. had those days. I've had those days where I'm, like, get ready for work. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. I feel good. Yeah. And then there's, like, a candid video taken of me singing and hanging out, you know, whatever. Same day. Yeah. And I'll be like, oh, my God. Yeah. I hate myself. Right. But then I'll see another video or a picture of me, and I'm like, oh, wow. And then in person, I'm like, oh, my God. Disgusting. Like, so all of these things, and, like... It's not one scenario for me. Right. It's like all of these scenarios are all mixed together in yeah. different ways. I can I at can different times. Definitely understand that. Yeah. <sighs> and I don't know if the mirror one is because you're conscious that you're looking at yourself and so you're like, okay, you're holding yourself, you're you're holding it a little bit, Probably. you're doing these things. And then if there's a video or picture taken of you, you're a little bit more loose and casual and like yeah. how you actually Yeah. That's fair. Are, you know, I don't know. That's All of fair. it's terrible. I agree. <laughs> I'm going to be the Eeyore of this episode, guys. And I'm in a bad place. that's fucking fine. <laughs> I want to just interject one, one small story. So before I met my friends in high school that I went through high school together, I would wear a sweatshirt every single day mm-hmm. to school and it was two times bigger than it needed to be mm-hmm. because I wanted to cover my entire being. Uh-huh. However, this is probably the most wild assumption that anybody could ever make about a person wearing a sweatshirt. I wanted to have one of my first friends over for a sleepover in high school because I was just like, I haven't hung out with this girl. I want to see her and hang out with her. And she called me back and she's like, my mom said, I can't hang out with you. And I'm like, well, what the hell does that mean? She said, my mom thinks you're suicidal and you cut. And that's the reason why you wear a sweatshirt to cover the scars. And so what a fucking jump. 
I like I was obviously heartbroken. I'm like, do other people think this about me? And she's like, well, I don't know. That's just what my mom thinks. And I told my mom, oh, my God, she went full mother bear. She called my friend's mom and she's like, I need to have a fucking chat with you. Where did you come up with this shit? Right. And she like ripped this lady a new one. And this lady's like, oh, I, I don't know. Like just went after her. And she's like, stop talking shit about my daughter. You don't know what you're talking Absolutely. about. Absolutely. Oh, Jesus. That's mm-hmm. fuck all that. That's a wild, a wild assumption. Yeah. I, Ugh. yep. I wear a sweatshirt because I cut. And I didn't. I, I could have. But what's that to her? Right. Was I even? <laughs> you don't. You weren't cutting other people. Like what? Like right. even, like. I, I don't even. That's fucking bananas. That's really bananas. No. No, thank you. <sighs> Can't understand any of it. Aye, aye, aye. Who's next to the chopping block? <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! I'm gonna go. I want to get it over with. Okay, <laughs> do your thing. <laughs> Uh, Megan, I'm pretty similar to you, I think, in a lot of what you were saying. I was always like a little. So here's the thing. Mm -hmm. At the time of these stages of life. Yeah. You think that you are chubby, chunky, whatever. Uh Right. Looking back, I'm like, was I? For sure. So... One specific memory I have when I was probably around like eight or ten mm-hmm. was, you know, I was always a I, fuller. I would not say that I was like a fat eight year old. Like uh-huh. that, it won't say that, but I was always a little bit thicker. And I remember specifically my bio dad. I to me, I feel like this happened multiple times, but it could have just been once, where he like said something to me about how you know i was i was a little husky when i was little too but then you know i i i grew out of it and so that was always my mindset is that i would grow out of it um a little bit toxic but there we are definitely Um, toxic and i would never say that i had a full-blown eating disorder Mm -hmm. but i definitely in high school would like stop eating yeah for days at a time mm-hmm. um it never lasted like so long that i like needed medical attention or anything mm-hmm. but especially when i was like hanging out with a group of friends and we'd like go out to eat and i would just be like oh i already ate today so i didn't want to eat around other people right and i still have that i still have that issue mm-hmm. Oh, Megan, I know you said that you might cry today and I didn't think I was going to, but like now maybe I am. That's okay. Um, But I still have a really hard time eating around people. (laughs) Oh my God. That's okay. Um, Which is so stupid because it's like, you need food to live. Right. Like, but my thought process is if someone sees me eating, they're like, ooh, she probably, you know, you could probably go without. I have that same thing. I do too. And it's stupid. It's fucked up a lot. Like, I don't know. So I have that. I I did that all through high school. I thought I was incredibly overweight in college. And I now look back at the photographs of me in college. And I was like, not that I was ever like skinny, but I was definitely not fat. Yeah. But all of my friends, similar to you, Megan, all of my friends had Hollister jeans and Mm -hmm. these teeny tiny skinny tops and, you know, all this stuff. And that was just never 
you know, anytime if I could, if I found a shirt that fit me from fucking Hollister, I was so exciting. Like it was the best, right? Um, college was similar, but I think that was more, I almost went sort of the opposite direction a little bit because everyone was like binge drinking and going to the calf at all hours of the day, the cafeteria and like eating. And so, um, but I didn't, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I'm scattered all over the place. But what really, when I really swung the other direction from not eating around people and things like that to being super comfortable was when I started dating Corey, mm-hmm. right? So he was always just like a big husky dad bod guy, and he was six foot four. So I always just smelt, like felt smaller next right. to him because he was a giant. And when you're in a relationship, it's just, oh go out to eat and you get right. dinner and you do these you know that's just he loves she, me and it doesn't matter yeah it doesn't yeah. matter anymore and then it really looking back at the time i didn't notice it but looking back fargo is where i went from being slightly overweight to like is pretty bad is pretty bad stuff um because i was i was just drinking there was no physical activity anywhere like it's there's nothing it's cold all the time mm-hmm. i'd been with Corey for years everything was comfortable i was also smoking weed regularly which made munchies a real thing and so it was a lot of just not taking care of myself at all and i didn't really notice it until we moved to arizona mm-hmm. because there's a very different body image type that's normal in the Midwest. Yeah. <laughs> compared to here. California, Arizona, Scottsdale where world. you're where it's hot. Yeah. And you can't wear sweatshirts. Uh it's just shorts and tank tops or you'll literally die. Right. From the heat. And so that was a really hard thing for me. Like moving from a place where everyone just covered up all year round and it didn't really fucking matter because the like it was it's just a very different mindset to out here in fucking Scottsdale mm-hmm. and shit. So that's kind of when I noticed that it was like out of hand and it was probably the like heaviest I had ever been. Not probably. It absolutely was the heaviest I had ever been. And so a month before Corey had his surgery, he and I did whole 30, which is where you like cut out all of the like inflammatory foods for a month cuz we're all pretty much allergic to dairy and but you force your body to eat it enough. Yeah. It'll suck it up. So we did that. And that was the best either of us had ever felt. Even Corey was like, you've told me about that. And that I've was thought about the it. absolute best, even without medication he had felt in years. Mm-hmm. And so we got, we just finished that when he went in for surgery. And so then obviously a month of March was a disaster and he died. And I don't recommend this as um, a weight loss activity, but grief is a real good one, guys. <laughs> uh huh. I lost like 15 pounds yep. almost instantly. Yeah. So I had lost like 12 pounds during Whole 30, and then Corey died, and then I really I didn't eat. Yeah. I didn't eat. I think I went da- I went days without you eating can't. anything. No. Yeah. My mom finally made me a piece of toast and she was like you have to eat this and so i sat on the floor and i ate this piece of toast and within minutes i went and threw up yeah like i i i just couldn't so i don't recommend it but it was a nice little jump start 
of uh, some weight loss because I'm going to joke about the trauma. As we do. (laughs) And then after the initial just devastating grief, then it was my drinking grief, right? So I still wasn't eating. I was just drinking wine and drinking so much wine that I absolutely would throw up before bed. So Mm -hmm. also not an ideal diet situation. And I would say after that was one of, I got one of the like skinniest I had been in quite a few years and was really proud of it. Not necessarily proud of how I got there, but I was like really excited. I remember like actually doing some comparison photos and like posting those and being like, oh my God, like look, because it had to have been like a 40 pound difference. Yeah. I would say at least in the six, like in the six months after Corey died. I think when life got to be a little bit more normal, I kind of went back to, to normal eating habits, but I was mm-hmm. still drinking. So I gained some of that weight back. And then I'll tell you what else is a really not healthy body image situations working in a bar oh god working in a bar while it does great things for your self-esteem does also very terrible things for your self-esteem it's super confusing so the first six months i was at the bar bar that we worked at (laughs) i probably lost another like 10 or 15 pounds yeah just i mean you're on your feet and you're running around yeah really heavy so but then i you know i i worked around um you know you and the handful i won't say their names but the handful of other females that worked there that got incredibly more attention than i did and i was like look how skinny and pretty they all are and like i know it's fucked up right i know i know because you're about to talk about how you hate yourself But I'm over here telling you that I was just like, oh, my God, Ashley's so skinny. Everyone loves her and I hate myself. So and then and then you just don't eat. You're just running around working till 3 a.m. And you don't eat a meal because you're working. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. To completely flip the script again. It's been a roller coaster. I went to work a nine to five at a desk. And guess what? You don't move a lot when you're sitting at a desk. Uh, So I would try and go on like walks and stuff. Because I knew that I was, like, gaining a bunch of weight back from just sitting nine hours a day. And then I went to work from home. And guess what you have unlimited access to when you work from home? Food! So that was also not ideal. So now that I'm back working and, like, on my feet, physically moving every day, I've been really trying to not go another extreme and and the other way again. Yeah. And find this balance of... Okay, yes, we're moving our body, we're doing these things, but also working on the relationship that I have with food. I still I still have a really, really hard time eating in front of people. Most of the time, and I don't know if you'll, you might start to notice this, but I will almost always... This is what this is so so fucking toxic. But what I'll do is I'll take like a few bites slowly throughout the meal. I'll box it up. I'll eat the rest when I get home because I don't want to eat it in front of people. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I do a lot. And so I'm still like obviously not in a great place, but that's something that I I still do and it has gotten better. Like you said, it has gotten better with there being more representation in things that we see yeah. of body types. TikTok and stuff. I feel like has helped that. And and there's like shitty things on TikTok, but I do feel like for body image it has expanded yeah. things for everybody, Absolutely. which is great. Absolutely. And then I also 
I also, I have a gym at my apartment complex that mm-hmm. I don't like to go to because I get super self-conscious yeah. about being at the gym, which is like so insane because that's like what I the gym that. is for. I fucking get that. I still can't go to a gym. I refuse to go yeah. to a no. gym. I won't do it. I do it at home. Yeah, I do it at home. Which but is, then I don't do it because I'm right, at home. Right. In my But I'm like, oh, I have to get at least like a little bit thinner before I go to the gym. Like it's just yeah. this vicious cycle yep. constantly all yep. the time of hating yourself not being good enough but not wanting not being able to get yourself to go to the places and do the physical activity mm-hmm. that would help because you're too self-conscious about how you look but you it's just this this complete mind fuck all of the time so yeah that's uh i think i think that's <laughs> So up until now i'm i'm still clearly not i'm i i am better and i do yeah. kind of similar to megan where she's gotten to this place where she's like you know what i'm unique and i'm special and like whatever and that's i i have days like that and i think i went through you know i i have moments when i think about okay i have to be grateful for the body that i have because not everyone has the ability to take their dog on a two-mile walk. Yeah. You know, not everyone yep. has the capabilities of of serv- of living and do you know, so I do have these moments where I try to be incredibly grateful for like what my body has gotten me through, especially like through grief and all of that stuff. But I would say I'm at an 80, 20, 80 percent being I still am really, really do not like myself. Mm-hmm. And I think I overcompensate with that with I mean this is gonna sound fucked up but like I have decent boobs and so like that's my <laughs> that's that's I, it's it's fucked but I like that's it. how I tend to wear shirts that like that's my to me I'm like this is my greatest and only asset yeah. so and that's toxic as hell so I don't know I feel like I'm now just rambling but I, get it. I uh I would say that I am still really, really actively working on loving myself. And I think we all, it's just a constant battle Mm -hmm. forever. Agreed. (laughs) And unfortunately, right at this time, I am more worse than, than I am happy and positive about myself. Mm. So. And that's okay. We're we're all working on it. So. That's me. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> it's your turn, Ashley. Are you so excited? <laughs> I feel like, I don't know. I feel like of everything, I feel like the eating disorder bit is a lot more prevalent in my story. So like that's terrifying to talk about. But we're all going to be honest about things we've never shared before. Mm-hmm. Yay. Um, and you're right. I truly have never told anybody about how I don't eat in front of other people. Yeah. I don't talk about it. But I think it. that's very common. I'm the same way, except I, my thing is, is I eat very quickly and people judge me on that, but I, I'm bar scene. That's what, yeah. And because just how like my mom was always on the go, you know? And so I just learned like, go, 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 eat and go, eat and go, you know? So I just ate super, super fast and I just, I don't think about it and I don't let things settle before I'm like full. Mm-hmm. So then that doesn't help either. Well, and it it takes what like fifteen minutes or so for your stomach to send like right. the note to your brain that says you're full. Right. So if you just eat and you're done eating and in under fifteen <laughs> minutes, you're good. Nine times out of ten, you're gonna overeat because right. 
you didn't give your stomach enough time to be like, hello, I am full down here. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so if we want to start from like the beginning, I was super weird, and I, d- I didn't care what people thought when I was younger at all, but I know the exact moment when that changed, which is fucking horrifying that I still remember it. Um, so I don't know if you have any weird things about like breathing heavy, um, but I have... Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> my... Oh my god, that is something I'm so self-conscious of yeah. because of my asthma. It's like if I just if no one can perceive that I'm breathing, right. then right. everything's okay. Exactly. So there was this moment in I want to say it was fourth grade. We're all sitting in a circle. There's this heavier kid sitting next to me, right? And clearly someone had said this to him, which is why he said it to me. Oh jeez. And so he looked at me and he was like, "You know the reason that you're breathing so heavy is because you're fat, right?" And I was like, oh, I never thought that I was fat. I didn't think about my body as fat or skinny. I was just a body so and a personality. And, you know, I didn't think about it. And so that moment kind of like changed everything for me. So I would stop trying. I would consciously think about my breathing. I still do it where I consciously think if I'm working out and I'm climbing up uh, hiking with people, I consciously hold my breath and try really hard not to pant which is insane because it's physical activity but there are people who don't do it because they're more in fit than i am you're more in shape so then i it's just one of those things that i constantly think about now going into like junior high moving here i moved here when i was 12 and so it's hot here like you were saying it's fucking hot i wore a sweatshirt or a jacket or something i've always had a problem because I'm broader. I am broader mm. up top. So it's it's one of those situations where I don't like my shoulders and I fucking hate my arms. If my arms are ever showing, I'm uh, like super uncomfortable. So I've always kind of had a problem with that. But then in junior high, I would wear jackets constantly. But then you're fucking sweating. And so like you start to smell bad. And then you're embarrassed. I see, and I'm the opposite of that. I don't like wearing t-shirts or stuff because I don't want people to know that I sweat. Okay. So I don't love my arms, but I'm like- Because I was, how dare you? Right, I would rather have my arms out than like have sweat pit stains. Oh no, I was very much like, I have to hide my arms. They're disgusting. They're twice as big as my body. Like <sighs> I have this weird mentality that if my arms were thinner, then I would look way better than I do now. I don't know what it is about and like arms. I under I have stomach problems too. Like I don't really like my stomach, but like my arms for whatever reason, mm. I'm like, oh, and every single picture that I, like when we were talking about when I look at myself in pictures, the only thing I'm looking at is like my arms and my stomach. Otherwise, I'm chill. But like Ugh, it just makes me so mad. Anyway, so I want to say 13, 14, 15, somewhere around there, I started taking laxatives, um, like abusing laxatives really badly. Me and my friend decided one day we were going to do it. And then for a couple weeks, I want to say maybe even a month, I was just taking laxatives all the time, which wasn't great. Uh, not great for your body. I started feeling sick and um, feeling lightheaded all the time because I'm just like anything I ate came out of me, you know? And I remember just always comparing myself with that friend. We would all, we would, we just hated ourselves. We absolutely hated ourselves for no reason when we were such good people, you know? And it just, her and I, I don't know. I don't know why her and I thought we were just so 
horrible. <laughs> I remember in junior high as well, I had some girl come up to me and she was talking about her sister or something. And she's like, yeah, my sister just sucks in her stomach. And so I, I suck in my stomach to this day. Like it's fucked up. And I, and I don't know how to stop that. That is probably, that'll make me cry. Anyway, um, <laughs> I, I hate that. I hate that I do that. Because like, why do I, you know, it's just, I, I don't know why that's going to make me cry. <laughs> why are, why did I cry? No one knows. Yeah. We're all having a day. Yeah. I just hate that. I can't like relax be and yeah. relax. Yeah. I'm always on edge. I'm always like, okay, just suck it in a little bit and, and you'll look better, you know? Cause your body it's, I am the same way. I'm always tense. I'm always like yeah. holding in my shoulders. I'm always doing, and it is, it's exhausting. That's yeah. hard on your body to just constantly be in that tense it's like a survival state yeah yeah Yeah. and i don't know how to like go back from that that's gonna be something i have to unpack in therapy (laughs) yeah so so what i was like 15 so i've been doing that for over 10 years you know and i don't know if that's great for my body (laughs) i don't know if it's bad for you like how bad that is but i don't know if it's great i can't remember at what point i started making myself throw up but it was early high school I want to say um it started more when I started dating and after I would break up with somebody I had this cycle where I was like oh my god I don't have that person anymore and so I would come home and I would take like a sip of soda and that would be like my meal for the entire day and well I guess that'd be anorexia at that point I just remember after this specific boyfriend I started like not eating if i did eat i'd throw it up uh i was cutting myself after that guy which fun fact three days ago saw him at fries made eye contact and that was a very weird moment that is a weird moment (laughs) um but yeah so that happened for a long time just kind of like in and out though it was never like a long consistent period it was just like little bits here and there so sex was always the thing that made me feel like i was pretty And made me feel like I had a better body image. I'm like, okay, so if these people are sleeping with me, they think I'm pretty. So I would abuse like sexual relationships because that would help me not make myself sick or diet harshly because I felt okay because people were sleeping with me, which to this day, this is so fucking toxic. I always tell people I'm like, oh, well, I was fat, so I had to be good at head. Oh, and I... That's fucked. Oh. <laughs> right? But to this day, I'm like, oh, I'm super good at it because I am fa- I was fat. So I had to be. It's so, like, outwardly self-deprecating to make other people feel better about you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so much damage that you were doing to yourself, mm-hmm. but nobody would perceive it as that mm-hmm. because it was a way for you to cope. Right. Exactly. And it was just like, I did all this damaging shit to myself for men? For what? Ew. For what? Like, I, j- I don't know where my brain doesn't click with the whole, and I'm trying really hard. And, I th- and I'm, you know, at this point, I'm like, men are trash. But, <laughs> but I still crave that attention for the whatever validation. reason. Yeah. yeah. But mostly about my body. Not great. Lots to unpack there. (laughs) I think 
the most like recent I with the drug situation that would keep me thin. So I I went on keto after me and my longest term relationship broke up because then I realized after the fact I was like, oh, shit, you gained all this weight from being in that relationship. And so I went on keto, but like very badly went on keto and I lost 30 pounds in like three months. I got really, really sick to the point where I couldn't even keep down water one day. Um, I was throwing up at work. I couldn't keep down literally any drop of water. So I had to go home and that was super, super scary. And so I, everyone's heard my drug story now, but those things, I could eat whatever I wanted and still be thin the next day because I didn't eat a lot on Coke or Adderall because it just made me not want to eat. Right. So I could eat what I wanted when I wanted, but it wasn't like a lot. It would be like one meal a day and then I'd do Coke or Adderall at night and then the next morning I'd be two pounds lighter, you know? And so it was just a cycle of me taking drugs and going, oh, you're so thin right now. And so now I'm having the opposite because I'm off drugs where I'm going, oh my God, you know, I I don't know what to do with my body being bigger and it's not even bigger. Like I'm literally 10 pounds heavier than I was, which feels like a fucking lot mentally, but I'm only 10 pounds heavier. It's like not that big of a deal, but it is for some reason. Um, but I think the last, like right before Dalton was like the last time I was purging and that wasn't I don't know why I was doing that because I was already losing weight from drugs so I don't know it was just like a real real bad cycle and I remember telling Tara about it because I was like you have to stop this you have to tell somebody about it or you're not gonna stop so I ended up telling Tara that I was doing it and then we kind of talked through it and I think I kind of got over it but I don't know this this weird feeling now of being heavier but I'm healthy that's what I'm trying to make myself realize. It's like you're off drugs. You did what you needed to do. Your your body is healthier than it's been in years. And maybe you have a little bit of extra weight. Maybe, you know, you don't look great, but or how you want to, I guess. But I'm also going to be in a wedding, which is like basically a high school reunion for me. And I haven't seen any of those people. And that has got me fucking Blah, not yeah. great. <laughs> I think to backtrack just a second mm-hmm. is I think that's such a common, an incredibly common misconception that skinny equals healthy. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like so unbelievably untrue. Yeah. Because if you actually look at the science and, and studies about this, not every person is physically capable of having that kind of body. It's just not. That's mm-hmm. just, it's just not. You could exercises you know there's people that exercise and do all these things and like they're always going to yeah be the body type that they are you know like skinny doesn't equal healthy that's not what that means and it's such but that's such a a societal like oh if you're not skinny you're not healthy Mm -hmm. which is fucked yeah it's definitely not great but just in the past like week or two which is why i knew this one was gonna be like oh fuck we were really gonna unpack this because this wedding is really kind of throwing me for a loop (laughs) um just because i haven't seen these people in so long and even with the last episode people i didn't know were listening are reaching out to me now because of the drug episode and now they're like we want to hang out and and i'm like i need to lose weight before i see these people or uh, like i just even though I was bigger then, I'm just like, no, you have to be perfect for when you see them. So they're like, oh, my God, you did so well. Look at you now, you know, because I 
I don't know. I just like have this standard for myself. Like you didn't make it in acting and what you wanted to do. And like you didn't do a whole lot and and you're depressed and have anxiety. And now that's all you're going to present yourself as is it's like gremlin who has problems. <laughs> a gremlin who has problems. That's literally me. <laughs> we are all basement trolls. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that's really up until this point. Well, even you said the whole after grief and whatever, I lost a bunch of weight after Mm -hmm. Dalton passed. And then, yeah, here we are trying to figure shit out. (laughs) It's exhausting. It's fucking horrifying. (laughs) There was something that I sort of held back on. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I didn't know how I was going to be feeling Mm -hmm. about this episode. But I'm going to share something that only my therapist and my husband know Mm -hmm. or have heard me say. So when I was sexually assaulted and then sexually harassed for three, four years, however long it was, in that time... Because I didn't want him to see me, because I had to work with this person, I didn't want him to see me as any sort of object of attraction. So what I did was I purposefully gained weight so he would stop looking at me and giving me attention. Mm -hmm. And I knew how fucking damaging it was. But I didn't care because I just wanted to be left alone. Right. He always made comments about my hair and how much he loved my hair and how much he loved my hair when I had blonde hair, which made me very obviously uncomfortable. And I think I look great with blonde hair and clearly he did too. So what I did was I would literally change my hair color to everything in the rainbow so I could find that one fucking color that would make him leave me alone. Yeah. And I never found it. And so when I did go back to blonde, it was automatically like he was a moth to a flame. And Mm. I would give it right back to him. He would comment on how much he fucking loved my blonde hair. And I'd be like, well, I'm thinking about cutting it all off. And he would just be like, oh, no, no, don't don't do that. Don't do that. Like it was to the point where I felt like I couldn't even control the way that I looked because I was trying to go to the opposite end of the spectrum to get him to leave me the fuck alone. Mm -hmm. And so now at this point, when I'm not in that situation anymore, I obviously have blonde hair now and I love it. However, the weight has stayed. In the beginning of 2020, I went on Weight Watchers and from January to April, I lost 35 pounds. Wow. And I thought I was like, you know, I'm going to just keep fucking doing this and I'm going to get to my goal weight. And it's like I was working from home. I didn't leave my house and I just ended up right back where I started, mm-hmm. which I think is. And an- it just sucks. Yeah. Which I think is another big miscon- misconception that people have is like any time. And I think this like this is the most I've ever talked I, I don't talk about it, and I think that's my coping mechanism. Yeah. Is, you know, people are always make comments like, oh, I'm so fat or whatever. Like, I don't engage in those conversations yeah. because 
I just I just don't. I don't talk about it because I'm like, well, if I don't talk about it, it's not real. Yeah, it doesn't exist. So I think I didn't realize like how tough this would be until we got here. Yeah. But a huge, huge, huge misconception is people just want to be like, well, just do something about it. Mm-hmm. And that's not always like mentally the case. Like there's so many things. If you, if anyone takes anything away from this, there's there's so many levels into why any of us are the way that we are. And I really appreciate Megan for sharing. Yeah, that. honestly, thank you very much for sharing that. Um, because there a is, lot of people need to hear that. Yeah, there's so many behind the scenes, underlining reasons why somebody can or cannot do something. Mm-hmm. And for people to just be like, well, if you wanted it bad enough, you would. Right. For someone f- to, to minimize a situation like that is is incredibly damaging because you don't know. You don't know that the reason, you know, Megan has struggled is because of this fuck face. Yeah. That that sexually is like a, came at her for years. Like you don't know the mental toll of things that are going on behind the scenes or if or even on the flip side of this on the flip side we've all talked about how we feel like we hate ourselves but on the flip side when you comment to somebody oh my god you look so good you lost so much weight you don't know that it's because my boyfriend just died right and like yeah i guess i'd probably rather gain 20 pounds back and not have a dead boyfriend you know like yeah so there's the flip side of that too is, is you don't even know how damaging it can be when you compliment. Like why why is it even something that needs to be talked about in any way at all? I know that that complimenting someone when they lose weight is is it comes from a good place, mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily happening because of a good thing. Right. Yeah. Agreed. And I I won't speak too much on this, but my old roommate has been incredibly skinny her entire life. And some people just have genetics yep. that let them be that way. And yep. that's amazing. And I love it for them. Just kidding. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> but but she and I would talk. She and I would talk because she had just as damaging things said to her. She would tell me all the time how hurtful it would be when people would be like tell her like why don't you just eat a cheeseburger? Yeah. Like why don't you and she's like I do. I try. I try. Yeah. I, I try and and eat and No do, matter like, what side of the spectrum you're right. on it's like There are people that that are on you know so it's just it's one of those things of just like take a second before you say something and really think about if it's if it's a if it is adding value or if it is beneficial in any way. Right. Agreed. Before you comment on the appearance of a person. Agreed. Like, I I don't know. I, t- I try to compliment people as much as I can. So I, I, but that kind of compliment, I definitely understand. Like, right. It's definitely damaging. And you're, like I said, I, I don't, I, I also tell people, I'm like, oh my God, you look so good. Right, right. But just, but how just you be mindful yeah. of the, the reason that they are making these alterations might not be coming from a healthy or happy place Mm -hmm. you know (sighs) (sighs) yeah collectively (laughs) let's all just release all of that right that was a lot yeah (laughs) hence why in in megan's outline try not to dissociate okay (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) i'm working real hard on that right now yep 
We might have to take a longer break in between recordings today than normal because it's going to be tough. Yeah. Uh, does anyone have any final final thoughts or any anything that has been like anything that has helped you in a healthy way of body image stuff? Because my unhealthy is we talked about in the dating episode, like my unhealthy mechanism is to download a dating app and get validation that like someone is still attracted to me. That is an unhealthy thing that I do. But does anyone have any healthy things that they do where you are proud of your body? Yeah. Tell us, Megan. There is a select group of drag queens that I follow very closely. Yes. Because I love them so much. Which ones? And I have met... Okay, so I met... Sharon Needles, <gasps> who is like, I, I, okay, there's this photo that I have with her where I'm just sobbing <laughs> because I was so happy to meet her. I would be so and happy. I told her, I'm like, thank you for everything that you do and for making being weird okay. And yeah. she's like, well, what do I do? You know, like, don't, it's all you, you know, like yeah. the fans are the only people that matter, you know. Um, but there's, a drag queen. Her name is Latrice Royale. Yes! She, she has a catchphrase that I like to live by. Large and in charge. Mm-hmm. Chunky yet funky. <laughs> I am Megan the Menace. Yes! <laughs> I love that. I love it. Just watching people love themselves and transform themselves makes me happy and makes yeah. me think that I'm okay the way that I am. Yeah. And drag queens are my heroes. I love fucking drag queens so much. <laughs> love them. And that's one thing I will say too, like, I don't know if this, it, it depends who you are, I think what's healthy and what's not healthy, I guess. But like, sometimes I literally just sit in a mirror and fuck with my makeup for like two hours because it makes me feel good, you know? And it just, and, and a lot of people make makeup into this this type Vain. of thing mm-hmm. yeah where it's just i'm just being creative and i'm having fun and it makes me feel good and i feel like i look good and it can be weird and and crazy like drag queen makeup i love it you know and and, and it's just something that makes me feel great about myself sometimes so i don't know if everyone's into makeup if you're not that's okay too but <laughs> i am not into makeup but i understand that to a level because i feel like no matter what I look like, if I put on just a nice fucking red lipstick, yeah. I'm like, ooh, yeah. girl. Transform. Yes. <laughs> um, so that's that's the only makeup. Otherwise, I, yeah. I'm like, oh, I have foundation on. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what like different makeup brushes mean. I'm, right. I, I'm not in that, that realm. I was mostly just asking to see what you guys do because I don't have anything. That's fine. <laughs> so I That's I fine. needed ideas. No, um, anything healthy that I do for that I'm like okay. I honestly can't like I am I am. We're really working through some stuff here. That's fine. Uh, live on the air, so I feel like me and Megan are on the same page because you know if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I will say. One more thing, too. If you hate any part of your body, 
put some fucking art on it. Yeah. Get a tattoo yeah. right on that right on that place. Yep. Because you're gonna love the way that it looks on you. Agreed. That was sounded like that goddamn suit commercial. You're gonna love the way you look. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee it. Okay, so I guess this kind of just came to mind. This isn't like a physical thing, but the the moments that I am most like proud and in like love with myself is when is in these last like cause what you said, like you can't love other people if you don't love yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Which I do truly think is 100% accurate. I have worked really hard at being okay being alone mm-hmm. in these last few years. Same. I've worked very, very hard at being okay doing things alone. Mm-hmm. And it was horrifying and scary for a while. And now I fucking love it. Mm-hmm. So I think those are some of my most empowering moments is doing trips by myself, going places alone. I've done multiple road trips i've done multiple vacations i've done multiple things where i alone went and did something and didn't need another person and in those moments i i'm in awe of 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 myself yeah because so much like i didn't like it and for the most part i don't think people like especially traveling or going to events or doing things like that alone it is really hard but it is one of the most empowering things Ab- after I the fact. I completely agree. So I guess that's something. Like, look at all these things I created and did by myself, mm-hmm. you know? Didn't mm-hmm. need anybody else to do it. Yeah. When I see pictures of you on vacation, Rachel, it's like I see you come alive. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. there's like that spark in your eye to where it's like, I want to I wanna be there, but like she's doing her thing. Yeah. Right. I think it's Agreed. just, be- to me, it's just... The possibilities are endless, right? When I'm in a new city or a new town or doing whatever, anything is possible. I don't know. You can, I could just, I could lay in my Airbnb all day or I can, I I don't know. It's just, it, it breaks me out of the mundane routine of my expectations of everyday life. And I just get to be somewhere new and who knows what'll happen. I think with, along with that, when I go somewhere else that's not here in my daily life, I feel like it, I can fully be myself and not give a fuck. And I can just, I don't know, be and and not even necessarily be the person that I know I am inside that I'm not necessarily portraying on a day to day to the people around me. Mm-hmm. I'm a lot weirder when I go other places. I'm a lot more loud and obnoxious because I just don't care. I'm like, I'm not going to see these people again. Doesn't matter. I'm great. And I'm having a good yeah. time. You know, that was my favorite thing about moving away from my hometown yeah it was my absolute favorite thing because you kind of just get stuck Mm -hmm. in these friendships and relationships and social situations that you don't feel like you can easily remove yourself from Mm -hmm. and so you're just kind of stuck as this person you were for me it was you know the group of friends and the person i was in high school which is we talked about this in the religion episode that feels like a complete like i watched a movie like it doesn't feel the me from 10 years ago i don't even know who that person is anymore Mm -hmm. right so that was that's the same when i moved away and i and moved to fargo i high school rachel would have never been friends with fargo cassie or megan right but because I was in a new city, <laughs> but not not because of you guys, not because of you guys, but because of me, because right. I wasn't okay with myself, and I wasn't yeah. okay with with who I really was until I met a couple of people there that I was like, oh, 
Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, we can be a little, like, all right. And then even more so moving to Arizona, like, you get to kind of decide who you, like, okay, I yeah. get to be a new, I get to be me somewhere and I don't right. have to meet these expectations of people that have known me for decades. And I think that helps with body image too, because you're really just like, okay, this is me. I'm doing it over. You know, I'm just allowing myself to be, yes. you know, which is awesome. Yeah. <sighs> That's good stuff. Yeah. That was some <laughs> sharing, everybody. <laughs> We all did great, I think. Oh, heavy. I think this might be an episode I don't listen to. That's fine. <laughs> I may not listen to this episode after it's edited. That is okay. <laughs> I will listen. I will listen and I will tell you uh, <laughs> some feedback. Thanks. Appreciate it. All right. Yeah. I think that's where we should. I think it is a nice, is a nice uh, little I don't know what I'm saying. I, I'm really having a tough go over here. <laughs> For you okay. listeners at home, Ashley just made um, the wrapping of a gift uh, sort of motion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is our present. It was just sounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is our present to you. Yeah. But mm. also, guys, there's only one episode left after this. I know. Only one left. See you then. Catch you on the flippity flop. See you all in therapy.